Hi, this is Runa and you're listening to the Chainsmakers podcast, where we share tips, insight, tools and stories from other Chainsmakers designed to motivate you to become the change you want to see in your world. Make sure you join our Chainsmakers community at runamagnus.com forward slash podcast. And now, this is your time to sit back, relax and enjoy. Just about to go live and go live on Facebook as well with our special guest, our very special guest today, Jennifer. I, I was going to say Trinity because I'm so excited about the. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so excited about the topic that I just forgot your name, <laughs> Jennifer Parker Brown. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Change Makers podcast and to be uh, just to be open to share with us this magical thing that you are all about, the, the Trinity Code. Can you, I'm just going to go, first of all, welcome, welcome, welcome. And secondly, tell us, how did the whole thing come your way? Well, you know, Runa, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction, by the way. I actually think I might put Trinity in my name. You know, like, like Trinity from the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a really good idea. Um, you know, when you ask a big question of life, yeah. life will answer you. You know, always, in whatever way, but it will, it will answer you. So the question that I asked myself um, was at that epiphany that, that I told, told you about, and if we have time, I'll, t- I'll tell that story about the the horse dancing is that epiphany and the question I asked myself at that moment when I was really in a moment of grace having only been several years previously practically suicidal after I gave birth to my second daughter and I asked myself how is it that a human being has the capacity to go from you know such such, such low self-esteem such such a low vibration to really being connected to source mm. and what is it what is it that enables us to be really in control of that you know in control of that and because i asked that question the whole of my life after that began to be a quest to find out and that's uh what over 15 15 years now and the answers kept coming in various ways but the most poignant answer the most magical answer was when i i because i i'd said to myself a very long time ago if i if i only knew how the universe worked if i only knew how the universe worked i could figure out everything just like that so i decided to find out how the universe worked and so in a series of events i started to go and research about what manifestation actually was what alignment actually is, because there's a lot of theory about it. There's a lot of stories and there's a lot of people talking about it. So I, I, I dived deeply into every aspect of our human culture and also into quantum physics, into religion, into, into myth, into language, into architecture, into DNA, into genetics. I, into history, I had a massive three, uh, three to six months when I dived into and I started to pull together some threads mm-hmm. that were so 
incredibly powerful. I knew I was onto something, Runa. I knew I was onto something. And it had to do with the number three, the number three. And so, my, so it was the number three that started to that started to take me on this journey. And I looked into numerology, and then it took me into sacred geometry. And I found out how fundamental um, the number three or the, or, the, or the rule of three is in the very flower of life itself, which is the origin of all creation. The flower of life is is the origin of all of all creation it's in nature it's in sunflowers it's in snowflakes the flower of life is represented everywhere it's a pattern so what i was seeing was that there was something in this pattern of about three that was really really important and i looked at some really huge you know some, some really huge minds in history that the the ancient egyptians already knew about the power the power of three they built they built pyramids they built three-sided three-sided angled you know palaces and and tombs then there was oh gosh it was it was it was in the vikings had written about three because you know there's the celtic the celtic triad comes from you know thousands and thousands of years ago there was obviously the, the the Trinity in not just the Christian religion, but across all sorts of all different religions. There was, and then I looked at Pythagoras. Pythagoras was the originator of modern maths, and he he found this theorem of of the the sum of the hypotenuse is equal to the other two sides. But basically, we're still talking about a triangle. We're talking about a three three angled three angled uh, uh, geometric form, which is so essential for life. Then I went into Newton, and Newton had, had did some writings, even though he was talking about nature and rewriting, how, you know, explaining the, the universe. Nevertheless, this man was, was a mystic, and he wrote about alchemy. He wrote about alchemy, and in there he makes he made reference to he made reference to um, to the power of three. There's, a, there's some incredible things, and all of this is available on on, on YouTube. Then I went into Nicholas Tesla, and Nicholas Tesla, one of the greatest minds of all time, was obsessed with three, six, and nine. Absolutely obsessed with it. And I dove, I, I dived in there, and one of his most famous sayings is, "If you only knew the power of three, you would have the secrets to the universe." So you can imagine wow. that by this time, I was, I knew that I was onto something really, really powerful, Runa. So I, I delved around Nikola Tesla and I found out what it was about, about th- this three and, and the multiples of three, three, six and nine, and it had to do with vortex maths. And vortex maths is how, how you explain the physical world and the unseen world. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. vortex yeah. maths is. And then I thought to myself, and I was, I was, putting, I was feeling like I, I, I'd already kind of hit, hit on something so big, you know, to do with manifestation and alignment. So I thought, I wonder if anybody else has found out what, I'm, what I found out. So I, I went on to Amazon and I found um, this, this incredible book called The Trinity Secret, which I highly recommend. And uh, the author, Larry Flaxman, had had written about three, the power of three, the rule of three, for just about everything that you can imagine in, in history, in history, uh, culture, everything. Yeah. And the last chapter was the one that, that really um, excited me the most. 
because the last chapter, the very last chapter, he explained that the Trinity was really about manifestation. And, and I was like, mm. bingo, <laughs> somebody else has found it, bingo. So what he explained was, the way that he explained it, now he didn't go any further than, than, than that, yeah. but the way he, he explained it was, and I'd say it in the most simplest possible terms, is that the original story of the Trinity, of the Holy Trinity, yeah. was, was a misinterpretation, or it was a, an interpretation, of the power of manifestation, of how consciousness comes into form, of how we create our lives. Mm -hmm. And the way that he described it was that the, fa the Father, as it was called, the Father is the desire, a desire for to experience something, a desire yeah. for, for, to see something. Something that you want to manifest in your life. That's yeah, you want to manifest. That's, yeah. that's, that's the father energy. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the sun energy is the manifest. It's, you know, more money in the bank account, beautiful house, the relationship, you know, everything, yeah. everything we want to see in our lives. So what, so the Holy Spirit, as it was called, was this bridge between the desire and the manifestation and he simply left it at that that this bridge was a way of being just a way of being and and there were no further explanations and i was like okay <laughs> okay third bit is missing you know you have the desire yeah and and you are the doer or you are the created but then that's the bridge yeah. I'm excited. What's the bridge? <laughs> the bridge is a way of being. The bridge is a way of being. So it's been called energetic, energetic alignment. It's been called, you know, vibrational match. Those are quite hefty words that people don't often understand, especially if they're just, you know, getting into some of this stuff. But what it means, Bruno, is that you start to embody you start to embody that which you desire. Now, I'm not the first one said this, that like great thought leaders have talked about it. Joe Dispenza talks about this, you know, yeah. when he talks in, in, in how to have, have change the habit of being yourself. So does Bruce Lipton and Greg Braden and all these great minds. Yeah. So yeah. what I realized is that there is a biological state which corresponds to that high vibration that we're looking for, that we're all, mm -hmm. you know, strive striving to get to and it's a biological state it's actually a hormonal state it's when our hormones are, are is it because you asked me earlier on what what do we watch out for <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah what do we watch out for is it actually a hormonal state because here's the thing when we are um when we're in our bliss you know in our in our flow we've got we've got a pharmacy of happy chemicals absolutely racing around us. The same thing happens when we are doing what we are, are absolute, you know, are most are gifted at, what we do naturally, that we've never had to learn it, we just do it naturally. The same thing occurs. And it also occurs when we are fired up about something that we're really passionate about, you know, something that we stand for, something that we're not fighting for, but something that, that we're working towards, something that we feel really super strongly. And yeah. of course, we've come into, into 
that state of you know that state of of yeah yeah hormonal you know hormone yeah. hormones racing around so imagine what happens when you associate with your your, your that state of bliss with your gifts with your values mm. and that is the trinity code because when you do that you are a vibrational match you you become that bridge you become the bridge to experience the desire and yeah. in and in becoming the bridge of experiencing the desire you actually draw the desire to you now there's one caveat is yeah. that you cannot work this out with the logical mind no exactly you cannot work it out with the logical mind yeah. Because people have tried. When I tell them that, bliss gifts and core values, they start to work it out. <laughs> you can't work it out. Yeah. So the Trinity Code is this beautiful, beautiful process that, that I take people through where I take them to that state. And when they've got it, they will, they, it's, they've got it for their whole life. So wow. it is, it is, it's beyond manifestation. It's, you know, it's because I asked that question how does the universe work? How does the universe work? The universe told me <laughs> this is how it works. Yeah. And, it, and it proved to me over and over again because I noticed patterns in my life where, you know, um, that, I, that I had a, a real gift at achieving dreams. Whatever I set my heart on, I achieve, achieved. I still do. Whatever I yeah. set my heart on. Can, can you share a story with us where you have actually have exactly done that? You set out that thought of who you want to be, what do you want to see more of in your life or, and, and, and that vision and that how you have then experienced afterwards. Like, I guess that once you reach, once you, once you're there, you can see, ah, oh, this is how it happened. But you didn't expect that to happen exactly maybe that way in the beginning. That's, that's my experience. It's like you're there, but then you had to let go of how it's going to happen. You're going to, allow things to evolve but can you can you share with us a story where you've actually done that and then you're like oh wow i'm here oh, i got that i would love to but i didn't know that it, i didn't know what was happening at the time yeah exactly yeah <laughs> so when i when i left school um i had a I, I had a really strong desire to to either work with horses because i was a rider in england and uh, or do something artistic, and I was I was um, I was a dancer, I was a ballet dancer, and uh, and I and I loved and I loved ballet, but I loved all creativity, I loved all art, and I loved horses. So I told my parents that, and they said, "No, you'll go and get a job like everybody else. Neither of those things are ever going to pay you, <laughs> except that they were my truth. They were absolutely my truth." And you know in in that was when i was 18 it took me gosh it took me uh, 30 36 yeah 30, 30, 35 years to arrive to arrive at that point i never let go i never let go of the dream that was one yeah. thing i just kept taking the next step to the dream i moved you know i left england because you know i left england i i came to france in uh, 30 years ago and then and then when I got to France I suddenly realized that it, that there was the, 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 this thing existed called um, equestrian cabaret which was basically horse theater and I thought 
I'm home. I'm home, you know, through both of these things that I so loved and I'm, I was so passionate about when I was younger. They're both, it's a culture here. It's, it's, it's an entertainment. It's, you know, people, people are doing this. People are getting paid for it as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I was so excited. And I, so by that time, yeah, that was, that was quite, what, uh, yeah, 20, 30 years later. I can't, I don't, can't do the math in my head while we're talking. But nevertheless, it took some time. But, but, but because I hadn't let go of the original desire and the original, my original truth, of course, you know, life took me one step, uh, well, a huge step towards it. Then um, I, kept get, I kept going. I, I bought a little white horse. I trained my little white horse. I trained with the best masters. I trained with dressage masters. I joined these different um, um, equestrian troops. I studied everything there was to know about equestrian theater. And I, and I got closer and closer and closer and closer and closer until the, the time that I actually performed on my horse. I danced with my horse. And it was the most beautiful time in this moment of connection that you, that you, that you asked me to refer to. Was it was in a Mediterranean arena on the south of France, a gorgeous, gorgeous night with cicadas singing, just blue, gorgeous blue night sky in this this lit arena, and we were doing a show. The costumes were just beautiful. Um, I was there in a white kind of ballet dress thing, and uh, I used to dance. My horse and I used to dance together it was all body work you know no whips or yeah. things yeah. like that it was all it was all body, body language and so we did this beautiful dance and then there was, there was a, a a young lady who was sat on my horse at the time a trapeze artist um and the moment of the the, the, the end of the, the that particular number there was um the chef of the troupe opened the chest and this flock of white doves flew out, flew around the arena and landed on my horse who didn't budge a, an inch. And at that moment, I had the most incredible moment of grace, epiphany that I have ever experienced. And I've just had one recently, <laughs> I'm happy to say another one, but it was, it was such a feeling of fulfillment, completion, of, you know, I was I was high as a kite. Obviously, with that kind yeah. of atmosphere yeah. and experience, was was a beauty. It was a grace. It was a you know, it was it was artistic. It was with, with my gorgeous white horse. I'd accomplished that that dream, yeah. and the feeling was, that's it. I'm done. You know, it's like uh, you beat yeah. me up now, Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beating yeah. me up, Scotty. I'm, I'm, I'm done. You know, it's like I, I did what I came here to do, but obviously not. But nevertheless, that that feeling, that feeling has never left me, and I knew without a shadow of a doubt that it, that if I found out the way to, to re uh, recreate that feeling, yeah. and then to teach other people how yeah. to recreate that feeling, that we could master really our most beautiful lives our, mm. our you know our, our highest version of ourselves our most beautiful lives so since since that time of course that's become my work and my new obsession <laughs> so beautiful it really is about that 
you know, having a vision, believing in your dream, pursuing and doing everything that you possibly can to make it a reality. And then, you know, when you least expect it, those miracles happen. Like I can just envision that scenario with the white doves then just lining up on your white horse. And woo! That is so beautiful. And being able to teach people how to do that in their own life is, is such a gift. And thank you. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for sharing that with us. Uh, for our audience, I will share everything in our show notes below, how to reach Jennifer, how to get more into the concept of the Trinity, the, that, that it's, it's, a, it's like, um, I don't know, I, I just get a feeling that it's so much into it that you can go on and on on that. But I want to thank you for the, from the bottom of my heart for sharing this with us. It's been so valuable. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Because it's, because it's time that the Trinity Code came to the world and more people and more people could, 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 could touch this. Was this podcast of value for you? I sure hope so. If so, feel free to share the love and give us your generous review on iTunes or Stitcher. And remember that you can always go to runamagnus.com to find out more about the change makers and how we can help you drive the change you want to see in your world.